It's 19 hours 30 UTC on Monday, November 20th, and this is Zimbabwe Today. Zimbabwe President Robert Mugabe ignores a ruling party deadline to give up power, setting the stage for his expected impeachment by parliament after 37 years in office. Good evening, I'm Dimiake Mokalielie. And I'm Scott Stearns on VOA's Zimbabwe Today. Expelled from the ruling party he's led for decades, President Mugabe shows no signs of stepping down, telling the nation that last week's move by Zimbabwe Defense Forces does not challenge his authority. The operation I have alluded to did not amount to a threat to our well-cherished constitutional order nor was it a challenge to my authority as head of state and government. Not even as commander-in-chief of the Zimbabwe Defense Forces. President Mugabe's nationwide address Sunday evening took many Zimbabweans by surprise, especially as it followed his expulsion from the ruling party that he has led for decades. For more reaction to the president's decision to stay in office, we go live now to Bulawayo and reporter Taurai Shava is standing by. Taurai, thank you for joining us this evening. Okay, I think we have a bad line, but describe the mood for us in Bulawayo, the reaction to President Mugabe's non-resignation speech yesterday? Yes, uh, for many people there was a sense of uh, surprise, shock even, uh, but to digest what the president did, a lot of people then said that uh, maybe what he said he was compelled by the military to what he said, so that he exonerates them. You know, the military has always stated that from the outset, this was a military coup. Kutanai, I'm sorry. I think we're going to have to stop right now because the line is a little bad and very difficult to hear. Hopefully we'll get back to you. Here in Washington, the U.S. State Department says the future of Zimbabwe must be determined and established by the people of Zimbabwe. A senior State Department official told VOA Monday that whatever short-term arrangement may be established, the path forward must lead to free and fair elections in which the people of Zimbabwe, free to assemble without interference and to voice their opinions without fear, choose their own leader. Zimbabweans have been sharing their shock following last night's speech. Here's what some of them had to say about what happened. But I told everybody that Mugabe's not going to step down. Because you know why? That's the same thing he did when he went to America. And he told them in their country that Zimbabwe will never be a colony again. You understand? So I knew he wasn't even going to give Chiwenga or the army general of the country. That's what was going to happen. Mugabe is a dictator and he always be a dictator. I'm expecting him to resign. Give him, you know, hang up his shoes and say, uh, given up with the president of Zimbabwe. We have marched for the country, but um, we just want him to go. We are very disappointed, and we just hope for the best, that he understands that the world wants to change, the country and the world wants to change. 
I'm so depressed. Fuck Mugabe, he just needs to go and leave us to be and have a better Zimbabwe. Please, can you just step down? We we're hoping for, like, we went for the march to show him that we don't want him anymore as our president wants a better, like, something new, a fresh start for our kids to have a better Zimbabwe. I was expecting his resignation and I expect him, I would be happy for him, despite everything that he has done, to leave with dignity and to just walk away. Uh, the generals would have let him walk away peacefully and with his dignity, but he refused to do that. He's trying to, he's so stubborn. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I thought the, the live broadcast was about him uh, announcing his resignation, which is not what we're getting from his speech. So uh, we, 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 more or less as a country, we're back to square one. Uh, but uh, from my view, I think uh, I think my view is to go the impeachment route. Yeah, I think that's the only solution because uh, currently our defense forces right now they cannot back down, considering then uh, what has actually transpired. I am resigning as president of the country, but we feel like we've been let down. He didn't say anything. He just said he wants to correct past mistakes, but what about the way forward? What about the future? He hasn't said anything about that. We know we have been a corrupt people. Father, remove corruption in our country. Corruption is Corruption is Corruption is In Jesus' name. Bible teaches us that there is a higher power that we can use and it is that of love and not hate. So once we want the man and his wife gone, we want them to go in the love of God. But for most of us, what we wanted was the government of Mugabe gone. Get that out of the way, whatever means necessary, it's out. There is many plausible um courses of action to take from now so there's the option of a transitional authority that comes in and it is inclusive and the citizen can speak because we constitutionally we have a right to speak into who governs us and how they govern us. Zimbabweans speaking out about President Mugabe refusing to step down. Now we have our reporter Taurai Shava who is in Bulawayo back. We had a bad line earlier. Taurai, so if you can just brief us obviously the very emotional responses to President Mugabe's speech, non-resignation speech yesterday. Uh, what are people most disappointed about? Uh, the fact that um, we failed to speak clearly uh, what he is going to do, uh, given, you know, you would know that over the weekend on Saturday, a lot of people poured out in the streets here in Malawi and everywhere else around the country. It was almost a foregone conclusion that uh, yesterday, the president would announce his resignation. So there was really a sense of surprise, shock even among some people. But uh, then, as the day wore on even after today, people were realizing that perhaps this was a move on the part of the military to try and sanitize their, uh, the fact that uh, initially the whole operation had been perceived to be a coup. Right. Now you would remember that in the speech, uh, the, yes. Yeah, of course, President Mugabe did give a compliment to the military in a way. He said that they'd been very respectful and showed comradeship. And then also to the Zimbabwean people, he praised them for showing this dignity. So uh, how did people respond to that? Almost, it was almost, uh, you know, it kind of created a dilemma there. 
Yes. Now, now most people are expecting the next uh, uh, route. Uh, uh, they are now eager, looking forward to the impeachment. Uh, I earlier on spoke to uh, Welshman Murray, leader of the opposition MPC. Um, he explained some of the legal, uh, uh, some of uh, in detail, uh, the processes that have to be done uh, in order to bring the impeachment about. Mm-hmm. that um, it could be frustrating, but um, Mugabe could still be having a leg to stand on on the basis that if he's compelled to, if, if he's forced to, to then, uh, you know, answer or respond to the impeachment, he might actually have uh, legal standing that this whole thing was instigated by a military takeover. I want you to talk a little bit about this military takeover. We understand that the generals were supposed to speak today. What happened? Because they have not yet. Yes, and, um, they have already spoken. I think uh, the most significant thing to take away from that speech is that they announced that Emerson um, uh, Nangagwa would be back in the country. We assume he's already back in the country. And that contract has been made between the, uh, the, the said vice president and President okay. Mugabe. Uh, and what people are expecting is that maybe that's why the president hinted at the fact that uh, he will uh, still preside over the extraordinary Congress. In December. Uh, you remember that, of course. Thank you so much. He has been said. But now... I have to cut yes. you off there, Taurai Shaba. We're it's out of time. But okay, sorry. Thank you, thank you very much, Taurai Shaba, who is a reporter in Bulawayo. In the United Kingdom, University of Huddersfield professor Nkululeko Sibanda says President Mugabe's speech had more to do with reconciliation between him, the generals, and the ruling party than it did with democracy. This is what I want to say to people. Democracy is not something you can have. It is something you can keep. And the change of power isn't something that happens so easily, not so fast. It is something that you work at. And if you do not control the process of change... In of change of power, you cannot control the outcome and you cannot control what comes out of it the next day. This is what the Babylonians must have learned today, that it wasn't our process after all. It was a process managed by the military together with Mugabe. And people are confused, looking at the far edges. But I will tell you today, go back to that speech and listen to it from beginning to end. The speech wasn't a build-up to a resignation. The speech was throughout from the beginning to the last word, a speech about forgiveness between members of Zanopiev and moving forward and correcting some mistakes. What Mugabe said clearly in that speech was that there will be no, um, there will be no tre- treason charges for the military general because he understands why they did what they did. And he also said that perhaps uh, uh, sooner, sooner rather than later, some members of, the, of, the, of, the, of his government that are incarcerated are going, to be, um, are going to be released. He also said in that statement that he thinks that he's still in charge. He talks about uh, uh, looking into the future, that his government has still, still has things to achieve, still has program, programs that it needs to, 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 to put into place and to make sure they're successful, believed in them, and so forth. So people will tell you about one page going missing here and there, this and that happening there. If you read the speech in full context, it wasn't a resignation speech. It was a speech about forgiveness, Zanipiev coming back together, the military and his commander-in-chief, uh, understanding the problems that were there, 
and acknowledging them and now agreeing to move on forward. And I think that people must take that seriously. It means that uh, uh, if the military is still hoping that Mugabe will resign, they still have a long way. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, the military now no longer has the upper hand because he's used the media that is controlled by the military to reassert himself. So he's back in the fray. That's Professor Nkululeko Sibanda at the University of Huddersfield in the United Kingdom. Now here in the United States, Amherst University Professor Chipo Dendere says soldiers have created a constitutional challenge for themselves by saying that their move against the government was not a coup. So as we talked about this morning, part of the challenge of doing anything in Zimbabwe is that we have very strong institutions. Our constitution is new. Our judicial institutions, uh, all of those things complicate things uh, in ways that perhaps the average person might not have anticipated. So as I explained, and I've been explaining for a while, the moment the general said that this was not a coup, effectively what they were doing became illegal, right? So holding a president under house arrest, because the president... In, let's, let's forget that the president is Robert Mugabe. Let's assume it's someone else. The president is the commander-in-chief of the defense forces. This means that only the, the president can uh, deploy those forces. So when the military generals deployed the military onto the streets and when they allowed the military to arrest civilians, all of those actions were illegal. So without knowing what happened in the background, but what he said was to absolve them of that and say, look, this wasn't a coup. But if you listen carefully, Robert Mugabe said things happened, but those things can be resolved. Like, this is very sort of African uh, statesman, elderly, saying, look, you guys have been naughty, but that's fine. We can deal with your naughtiness later. Let's, for now... Uh, go back to where we need to be. And then he acknowledges the march yesterday and says that um, Zimbabweans are peaceful people. They marched out. They showed the world how peaceful they are. But I think it's a re- at, at the heart of all of this is the role of the Constitution. That is Amherst University Professor Chipo Dendere. Zimbabwe opposition parties join criticism of President Mugabe's refusal to yield power. Welshman Nube from a faction of the Movement for Democratic Change tells VOA Zimbabwe service reporter Praxedis Jeremiah that ordinary citizens are hurting the most. We have to recognize that um, what the, the military, I think, acting really in this capacity is Zanla more than anything else like it did during the liberation strategy, intervened in ZANU-PF internal matters in order to favor one faction of the party against another. That is plainly uh, what has, uh, has happened uh, in, in this instance. Uh, they have decided that uh, they need to enforce their long-held mantra that no one without uh, liberation or credentials can lead the NPF or can lead the country. The euphoria that had engulfed the whole uh, of Zimbabwe about the removal of uh, President Mugabe, it was a false alarm? 
remove uh, President Mkabe, they will. They will the coercive power of the state, and it, I have no doubt in my mind that uh, there is no going back on it. The real question is how and when, but that uh, they will uh, basically jettison President Mkabe out of ZANU-PF as they have purported to do yesterday, notwithstanding the matterings about the legality of the sitting of the Central Committee itself. But what matters is that he who has the support of the gun will prevail. And clearly, it's just a question of time. How then does it benefit uh, the ordinary people? Substantively, it does not. But what is important for the ordinary person is the symbolism of the face of the person representing ZANU-PF over 37 years in oppressing them. His departure, the people believe that or think that it will introduce a new dynamic, the forces that might unleash, like for instance the Soviet Union, not Perestroika, Gorbachev, might eventually be too powerful to contain in the court new order in future. So those are the hopes that people have. But uh, no one is under any illusion that what all that is happening for now, until at least the elections next year, ZANU-PF is changing its leadership by coercion. What next now, since he has refused to resign? Well, uh, I, I don't think it was ever realistic to think that uh, he, given our knowledge of him as a person, that he was ever going to, uh, to step down voluntarily. Uh, really, the, the thing which matters is uh, whether they are able to properly, constitutionally invoke the parliamentary processes of removing a president. If they are able to do that and to master the numbers that are required, they, they will still remove him through the, the, the parliamentary uh, process. Uh, one hopes uh, for the effect that they will not be excitable, uh, triumphant, and uh, then not scrupulously follow a due process as uh, is provided in the constitution for them to, to achieve that result. Opposition politician Welshman Nube spoke with Praxedis Jeremiah of VOA Zimbabwe Service. Now, with President Mugabe refusing to yield power, ruling party lawmakers now say that they will move to impeach their longtime leader in parliament. From Harare, Patricia Mudadigua has our story. Parliament is expected to seek impeachment after President Mugabe did not meet the ZANPF deadline for him to resign today. The constitution stipulates that the president can be removed from office for serious misconduct, failure to obey or defend the constitution, willful violation of the constitution, and inability to perform the functions of the office due to physical or mental incapacitation. Constitutional lawyer Machobane Nube says while the constitution is clear on the process of impeaching the president, it will take a long time to force the president to leave office. The Speaker of Parliament has to call the National Assembly to be uh, in session, whereas uh, the Senate, the uh, president also has to call the Senate to be in session. So the total membership of both the Senate and the lower house of assembly, someone should then move a motion for the impeachment of the president, and then someone has to second 
Uh, once it has been seconded, there has to be a vote of half of the total membership of parliament to uh, support such a motion. Uh, if they, they do get that motion, uh, sorry, those votes, then they have to uh, 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 select uh, nine uh, uh, parliamentarians from across the political divide, who then should uh, uh, constitute a committee that has to investigate the question of whether the president should be removed from office. He says NPF does not have the numbers in parliament for impeaching the president. Do not that I mean in parliament, uh, the current composition of parliament, NPF does not have a two-thirds. I mean, there are ministers who are also parliamentarians who are reported to have been, to have been uh, in custody of the army. There are uh, parliamentarians who are uh, said to be outside the country. I think the other parliamentarian the deputy minister of health died uh, in Europe recently. Uh, so what it effectively means is that ZANU-PF, if it has to succeed in this endeavor, has to get the support of the political opposition. Paul Mangwana, ZANU-PF deputy secretary for legal affairs, thinks the impeachment process will be much shorter, about two days. He also says that ZANPF needs the opposition to join the impeachment effort and that his party has already reached out to them. We, we, do, require, we, we do require for political inclusivity. We, we require them. We do, we've discussed the matter with them and they promised to support us. This should take a maximum of uh, two days. I'm, we are expecting the motion to be moved tomorrow, the committee to be set up tomorrow, and hopefully by Wednesday, because the charges are so clear, we expect that by Wednesday, we should be able to vote in Parliament. An independent constitutional law expert, Lloyd Couvert, says impeachment is not an easy process. He expects it to take longer than the two days. It's always a very easy process. I'm just reminded of the impeachment of uh, President Bill Clinton. You would really need to have the numbers, number one. Secondly, you need to have a house that is uh, united in um, coming up to a decision that the president has committed um, a misdemeanor that is uh, worthy of uh, being investigated and uh, also that justifies um, uh, the president's stepping down from office. And also um, the process can take anything between four weeks to six weeks. You know, it depends on how um, that process is quickened in the House of Assembly. Um, in the National Assembly as well as in, in, in the Senate. So, and also remember this uh, three-step uh, process. It is also not clear if the main opposition, the Movement for Democratic Change, will support impeachment. MDCT spokesperson Obed Kutu says members will meet tomorrow to decide. Uh, look, our parliamentarians they are having their caucus tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. So that is when they are going to make a final decision. That is when they are going to discuss and deliberate. And at the end of their caucus tomorrow morning, uh, we'll be able to, to have come up with a final position. The impeachment process began after President Mugabe failed to meet the ZANPF deadline for him to resign today. Zimbabweans have expressed shock and anger over Mugabe's decision to stay on as the president. Harare residents who spoke to Studio 7 said their hope now lies in impeachment. Different groups, including the war veterans, have called for another anti-Mugabe demonstration in Harare tomorrow. 
activist group Citizen Manifesto has started citizens picnics at Occupy Africa Union Square to register their displeasure with Mugabe's decision. The picnic organizer, Briggs Bomber, says they will meet until Mugabe resigns. People's will is very clear. The message is that Mugabe must go and the whole country is united uh, on that one particular uh, issue. What says united uh, people is to say Mugabe must go as a first step towards uh, our dream for a better Zimbabwe. So it's not just about Mugabe must go in abstract or because of a personal issue. He must go because he's presided over people suffering, he's presided over the collapse of the economy, he's presided over the shutting down of political space in this country. So people's aspirations go beyond saying Mugabe must go. They're, by saying Mugabe must go, they're also saying we want better social economic conditions in this country. In fact, they're actually saying we want immediate relief to the very pressing social economic conditions in this country. Bomba told Studio 7 removing Mugabe is the first step to a better Zimbabwe. Reporting for Studio 7 in Arare, this is Patricia Mudadigwa. University of Zimbabwe law professor Love Mumaduku says that impeachment is a lengthy and complex undertaking. When we say an impeachment in the Zimbabwean context, it actually means a trial. You are accusing the president of something and then you want them tried for that. If you find them guilty of that thing that you have accused them of, you then dismiss them from being president. You can't do it in one day or in a few minutes or whatever. It takes several months to complete an impeachment. Now, in choosing how to proceed, Maduku says it is unlikely that ruling party legislators would risk unearthing past human rights accusations, such as the killing of political and ethnic rivals in the 1980s. If they get him on that, then they are exposing him to that um, whole issue about you know crimes against humanity and so forth. And I don't think that ZANU-PF is currently constituted would want that end to President Mugabe. They are themselves beneficiaries of his leadership. Professor Lovmo Maduku teaches law at the University of Zimbabwe. Human Rights Watch Southern Africa Director Diwa Mavinga agrees that impeaching President Mugabe may not be as simple as many in the ruling party believe. I think there is a measure of confusion there. Uh, the first thing is that, importantly, there is, in my view, evidence that this was a jointly reviewed or arranged statement because a key element which was important for the generals was for an acknowledgement by uh, President Mugabe that the constitution was not under threat and that the pillars of state remained functional and that it was, in fact, not a coup when uh, in, in reality it was. So that was a key concession for the generals to take away. But it seems to me, and this is what I always viewed it as, that this is really an internal ZPF thing, and this is what President Mugabe alluded to. And he was deliberate in saying, in addressing himself and saying, I, as the president of Zimbabwe and the commander-in-chief of the security forces, to emphasize that he is there, he has not resigned, and that there is a process going forward. Part of the process, he said, was that the military might have made some mistakes perhaps in the, in the uh, arrests that, that occurred during the process of the, of, of the takeover, and that these were now being resolved or addressed. He also said that clearly 
is around and will be chairing the ZANU-PF Congress in December uh, to address some of the concerns raised by the military, which means that effectively he has nullified in his address uh, the purported dismissal by the ZANU-PF Central Committee earlier today because he said he will chair in his capacity as the president and first secretary of ZANU-PF. So it means that a resolution is not going to be immediate. There will be more steps to be taken, uh, and uh, likely uh, a resolution will not be as fast as many expect. There is uh, people that uh, didn't uh, expect uh, Mr. Mugabe really to uh, step down easily. How do you think uh, ZANU-PF is going to proceed? Are we going to see ZANU-PF starting impeachment uh, proceedings uh, like they uh, threatened uh, earlier? We see the, the constitutional and legal challenges that confront the military generals, uh, which make it imperative that they need Mugabe to voluntarily take certain steps. So, for example, one difficulty is that former Vice President Emerson Mangagwa was fired from the government. And therefore, for, for him to legally and constitutionally succeed Mugabe in government, President Mugabe has to reappoint Mangagwa while he is yet president. So that difficulty means that uh, the generals would be uh, in a position to work together with them to get to that point. I also think that there is a slight mismatch in terms of the game plan that the military has and the ZANU-PF game plan and the war veterans and the people at large. So the expectation of the rally on Saturday that this was about Mugabe must go is not quite really the game plan that the military has because for them, uh, a resolution of this challenge is simply to get their preferred candidate to become the successor, which then gives credence to the view that they could very well agree to an arrangement where President Mugabe steps down from ZANU-PF at Congress next month in December and steps down from the government at the end of his term of office in 2018. Diwa Mavinga is the Southern Africa Director for Human Rights Watch. That's it for us this evening on VOA's Zimbabwe Today. I'm Scott Stearns. And I'm Dimiake Mokadele. We will be back again tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. Zimbabwe time.